SNS fam, it's me, Taylor Limebaugh, back here with you for another episode today. And I'm so excited to be here and to be recording and kind of dive into today's topic. Um, today's topic is just going to be a little bit more straightforward, a little bit more to the point. I have honestly had an insane week this week, just with like the onboarding process with my new job and shadowing and training and getting models and all of these things. It's just been like the craziest week ever. And I've just been so scatterbrained. So for this week's episode, I'm just going to kind of keep it short and sweet, but still packed with lots of information and all of the usual things that we do together um, every episode. So stay tuned for that. But I do want to kind of go into a little bit about kind of the why behind um, building a product routine, just kind of how my process in my brain works as, as far as like prescribing different regimens for different clients and, and catering to their unique concerns. So I just kind of wanted to talk about that today just to help give you, um, whether you're a client or a fellow esthetician or um, just someone interested in learning about, you know, how to take better care of their skin in, in general, just kind of want to give some more information about that. And I think everyone can, you know, definitely benefit from what I'm going to share. So stick around for that. And of course, as usual, we're going to do our must have of the week and then also our little mini goal and reflect upon the last week's as well. Just kind of like review that, which I personally love doing with you guys every week. Um, and then, yeah, we'll just kind of get into the just product building and the regimen building and just kind of like how I go about doing that. As I know, since, you know, I was in aesthetic school not too long ago, it's only been like three months now that I've been graduated. So I remember very well kind of the ins and outs of that. And a lot of times I think, um, I at least personally felt kind of frustrated just by like the lack of answers that I was not really receiving at school. So I just want this to be um, kind of like an alternate resource for you guys, whether you are an esthetician or just somebody interested in, in taking care of their skin and just kind of knowing more about the why behind um, certain things. And, and we're just going to go into that today. And to begin today's episode as well, of course, I would love to do our deep diaphragmatic breathing together, just a couple, just to kind of set the tone. And if you're new around here, um, this is something we do every episode. And if you're, you know, a seasoned SNS listener, welcome back. And this is the part where we do the breathing. So I'll just have you, wherever you are, if you're getting ready for work, if you're doing your makeup, if you're in the car, if you're on a walk, if you're at the gym, if you're cooking dinner, like wherever you may be. I invite you to just take a minute. You don't have to sit down. You don't have to lie down, but you're obviously more than welcome to if you'd like. Just take a few minutes and close your eyes if possible. If not, I invite you just to find a non-moving center of focus so you can just really get in tune with your um, body here. And we're going to take three deep breaths. So take a really big, deep inhale. Fill every square inch of your lung capacity to the max. Breathe in as much as you can. We're going to suspend the breath just for a couple of seconds. So hold, 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 and then exhale. And you're welcome to exhale out your mouth or your nose, whatever it works is fabulous. So we're going to go ahead and do that now. So I'll have you take a big, deep breath for me. Hold it. Breathe in as much as you can. And exhale. Go ahead and do that two more times with me. Take another deep inhale. Inhale all the oxygen you can. Expand your lung space. 
and exhale. All right, last one, deep inhale again. Imagine you're inhaling all of the good and hold that. Let it absorb into your body. And as soon as you feel inclined to, go ahead and exhale. Exhale the stress, the chaos, any toxic feelings or energies that might be existing within you. Just release those. And let's dive into today's episode. Thank you for doing that with me. Um, okay, so must have of this week. 10 out of 10, guys, I've been making chia pudding a lot recently, and even before I started my aesthetics page and before the podcast and all of that, like, I always loved making chia pudding, and I kind of, like, forgot how much I liked it, so recently I have been making chia pudding again. I think it's the best breakfast, um, especially if you can do, like, some yogurt with it, some nut butter, some granola, some sliced almonds, something that's going to bring some protein to that. Um, and another thing you can do as well, just because I think starting off the day with a really protein rich breakfast is, is super important just to help balance blood sugar levels and and just really start your day off strong with a really nutritious filling breakfast and just kind of set the tone for that. Um, so with the chia pudding, obviously chia seeds themselves don't actually have, um, tons of protein in them. They're very rich in omega threes and other great things. So they're very beneficial, um, great for, for digestion and all sorts of things like that. Um, but as far as like being a protein dense food, chia seeds do not check the box there. So in order to kind of compensate for that with my chia pudding, I love to do a little bit of yogurt, like I mentioned. And if you are, you know, maybe a little bit intolerant to dairy products or you are triggered by dairy as far as like acne goes or whatever, Something I've been loving lately, and this is also kind of goes hand in hand with my weekly favorite, but it is by the brand Coco June, and it's their, um, what is it called? Cultured Coconut. And the one that I like is the vanilla chamomile flavor. I actually haven't tried the other flavors. I think there's just like a straight up like cultured coconut unflavored one. And then I think there's another one, and I'm not exactly sure what the flavor is, but I know I've seen it and I know it exists, but I've never tried it just because the vanilla one is incredible. The vanilla chamomile, I absolutely love it. And cultured coconut um, actually doesn't have a ton of protein either. So that's why like, it's kind of hard. I feel like with yogurt alternatives or um, non-dairy yogurts, you're kind of like missing out on that protein component there. So my suggestion for you, if you are in the same boat as me, like I do like yogurt. I typically do um, full fat Greek yogurt when I do use yogurt. Um, but if I don't, you know, have that on hand and honestly, I've just been loving the flavor of the vanilla chamomile cultured coconut lately and all of the benefits of that. There's literally billions or millions. I can't remember. I need to check, but so, so, so many probiotics, which we know are super beneficial for our digestive health and just kind of helping to balance out the quote unquote bad bacteria in the gut. If you've been one that has been on antibiotics in your life, or just you have digestive issues in general, probiotics are really going to be beneficial to just kind of help smooth things out as far as your digestion goes. But that's another reason I love the culture coconut. I'm totally going off on a tangent here. Sorry, but back to what I was saying with the culture coconut kind of being a little bit lower in protein compared to just like a traditional Greek yogurt or something like that. I actually do like to mix in protein powder with the yogurt. So I know that sounds weird, but if you get a little bowl, put the yogurt in there and even just do like half a scoop of protein, just like half a serving 
I find is usually good. And I just like whip that up in with the yogurt, just kind of like mix those two together. And then that mixture is what I'll layer on top of my chia pudding. So I will post the recipe for my chia pudding, but it's super easy. It's basically just chia seeds. I like to use plant milk. You're welcome to use any liquid that you'd like. I would suggest using something, you know, creamy, like just regular milk is great or any um, non-dairy alternative is great as well. But I personally love coconut. Coconut is my, probably my favorite plant milk, I would say. So I like to mix coconut milk in with mine, but again, you can use any liquid. And then I do just a touch of maple syrup just to add a little bit of sweetness to it, just kind of give it more flavor. Um, but I don't really love to use any like super sugary things and I don't want to, you know, incorporate any like artificial sugars or anything like that. And I find that maple syrup just gives it that little something and, and also kind of mixes well with it. I've also done honey in the past, but I feel like at least the honey that I use is it's raw unfiltered honey from Sundance actually, but it's so thick and rich and it has little chunks of honeycomb in it. And I'm not going to lie. It's like heaven on earth. I absolutely love it but it's not the best for like mixing in with things. So I do just like to use a little bit of maple syrup in with my chia pudding and that's pretty much it. And then I just mix it all together, let it refrigerate for at least a couple hours, but I do like it to sit overnight just to kind of really get that nice, thick, creamy pudding like texture. And then like I mentioned, do a little coconut yogurt with some protein powder or do some regular yogurt, whatever you want to do. I just love to add that like creamy thick component to it. And I like to layer that over the chia pudding and then I'll do like granola. I'll do sliced almonds. I'll do, um, you know, peanut butter, almond butter, just depending on your preference. Any nut butter really is great. Love doing sliced berries. I love blackberry, blueberry, raspberries are kind of like my go-tos just because they're so high in antioxidants. They tend to be a little bit lower as far as like spiking glucose levels. They, they don't tend to spike quite as much as other fruits do, such as like bananas and melons and things like that. And absolutely nothing wrong with those. Like, I think there's definitely a place for those and I adore them, but just for starting my day off, I love to do berries with this and, you know, just jazz it up any way you can. Sometimes I'll do coconut flakes. Sometimes I'll add hemp seeds is another great way to get some protein on there. So I love to do that as well, but I have just been loving my chia pudding breakfast in the morning. I also think it's such a great snack throughout the day. It's just a really good nutritious way to just get a little, some nutrients in there and, and start your day off good. So I have just been loving that. And I will share the exact recipe over on skin and soul in a couple. Well, I'll probably do it the day after this podcast releases. So expect to see that soon. If you're listening to this on the release date. Um, but yeah, that's definitely my weekly favorite. I've just been loving that. It just like hits the spot every time. So definitely try it if you haven't yet. And moving on to our little mini goal of the week, um, I would love to just reflect upon last week's first. So I really wanted to just put a focus on journaling every single day, even if it's just making a little list of things I'm grateful for. But I just think, you know, showing daily gratitude even is such a strong and powerful practice we can incorporate into our daily lives. And I just, I've talked about this before on my previous episodes, but I really believe like the power of perspective is so strong and, and just how you view things is is really impactful to honestly how you live your life and how you you feel inside. So I think that just even incorporating a, a little daily gratitude is great. And this is also something I'm going to be carrying in for the rest of time, as long as I'm conscious and aware of it, because I absolutely love doing this instead of, you know, reaching for my phone right in the morning, I've been 
just jotting down a few things I'm grateful for, even if it's just a list of five things that I'm grateful for in the morning. Like some common ones that I say, honestly, all the time, I'm just like my bed and good sleep and, and just being protected and, and living in a, in a safe environment. I'm so grateful for that when I wake up, like we live in such crazy day and age and, and we really are so blessed. Like I feel so lucky and grateful to wake up in a bed in a safe, protected home. That's not, you know, you know, not all these like crazy environment, environmental factors or like political, like, you know, just, I just feel like there's so much going on and we kind of tend to take for granted the daily little joys of life. And honestly, my bed is that place for me. And, and just the fact I have a safe, warm home is, is something I cherish. So something as easy as that. And even like, you know, my busy day at work or, um, you know, and I think that also goes back to kind of like being like, okay, I get to do this, not I have to, or I'm obligated to, or, you know, I think our verbiage really kind of does determine, um, a lot of things for us. So I think just being mindful of that immediately from the first thing you do in the morning, right when you wake up is so powerful and just a great way again, to just kick off your day. It's the same thing with eating a solid breakfast, man. You want to start your day off good. You got to do it by jotting down your feelings, saying what you're grateful for, whatever it is. I totally recommend doing this. And it's also just fun to have like a physical record of things that you're grateful for, whether it's on that app that I shared recently or in like an actual physical journal, something that you're like actually writing. Either way is great. I just think it's great to have these things to reflect on, especially for going through a hard time or experiencing, you know, kind of a lull or a little low moment. It's good to just realize like, wow, we really, you know, I really have so much to be thankful for. And, and it's just nice to kind of reflect on the times when you really felt thankful for those things. And it's kind of just like a little reality check. So definitely recommend doing that. I will be continuing to do this. I think it's so good. And for the rest of the week moving forward, honestly, my goal for this week and it's something I really need to start focusing on is hydrating properly internally. Like I'm such a freak about always using hydrating serums and making sure I'm you know, using good emollients to lock it in and an occlusive because I don't want my skin to be dehydrated. I've got a, you know, um, a humidifier in my room that I blast every night because I'm so concerned about dehydration with my skin because honestly, dehydration was a pretty severe concern of mine for a long time. And But as far as like product penetration goes and just allowing, you know, certain ingredients to really do the heavy lifting and, and be as um, like effective as possible, dehydration can really prevent that. So fo focusing on hydration has been a real game changer for me with my skin health, at least. And it's something I'm such a fanatic about. So it's funny because I suck at drinking water. Like I'm terrible and it's embarrassing. And I don't talk about it because I'm like literally ashamed. It's, it should not be as hard as it is for me to literally drink water. I'm like, that's like the most basic thing ever. And we know it, it helps so much with all sorts of health related things to be properly hydrated. And I just struggle for some reason. I think, I don't know what it is. I, I like forget sometimes that I need water. Like I just get in this mode where I'm just like, go, 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 go. Or I'm just like, so focused and I'm just like, just going, going, going. And I'm like, I can't be stopped, but then I'm, you know, come home at the end of the day and it's like eight and I'm like, wow, I literally have like three sips of water all day. Awesome. So I'm really focusing on internal hydration and I do luckily like, you know, I, I try to start almost every day off with a cup of tea, whether it's mint tea, which is 
honestly my very, very favorite. I absolutely love a good mint tea, spearmint, peppermint, you name it. I love it. Um, also green tea is great. Um, you know, any like tea really, yeah, there's a really good like blood orange ribis one from Trader Joe's. I have been loving lately too. That's probably going to be my favorite next week. So a little foreshadowing there, but honestly, that is a good way for me to at least get, you know, some hydration in right in the morning. Like drinking a nice cup of tea is really soothing. It's like a little self-care thing I do for myself, but also it's a good way to at least get a little bit of water in, you know, and beyond that, I seriously suck at drinking water. Like, I don't know why I just terrible. So I really want to start putting an effort and more focus on that. And that was also something I wanted to really hone in on, um, come this new year of 2023, really wanted to focus on hydrating properly and including minerals in my water, because unfortunately our water is very depleted of minerals unless you're drinking tap water, which is a fat no, because then there's all these added chemicals and all these like other crap in there. So I drink purified water, but unfortunately the purification process does strip away minerals that we need. So in order to supplement that back, I like to add a little pinch of um, pink Himalayan salt into my water. So that's also something I've been, you know, focusing on. I think like if I have little things in my head, like, okay, it's not that I just need to drink water because of course, yes. But if I know, like, no, I'm, I'm, if I know the why behind it, it kind of makes it more like enticing and more something that I want to be doing, you know, like. If I know that the water that I'm drinking, I have to put a little pinch of salt in it to up the mineral content of it. I'm like, okay, me knowing that and me doing that action, now I'm like kind of more mindful about the fact that I put some salt in my water and it has that mineral content. And now I'm like, okay, now I've done the steps I need to do. Literally the, the easiest part is just drinking it. So I'm really just focused on doing that and getting the necessary requirements of water every day. And I know that like a good rule of thumb, if, if you're also like me and kind of struggling with this, it's good to take your body weight, um, whatever you weigh in pounds, um, whether, I mean, let's just make like a flat number, like 150, for example, drink half of that, half of your body weight in ounces daily. So let's say you weigh 150 pounds, half of that is 50, 75. Sorry, my math, it just like my head is like going really miles an hour right now, but 75 ounces of water a day. You can kind of just like guesstimate based off of your weight. But of course I think, you know, getting eight cups is, is pretty standard. Um, but yeah, I definitely suggest doing that. Go on this hydration goal moment with me because your girl needs it this time of year, especially when the air is so dry and everything is just dry. Like we're literally parched. We need water more than ever. And me especially, cause I freaking suck. You know what? No, I don't. I'm going to stop saying that. Here's another lesson to be learned. Don't say these things to yourself because subconsciously, when you say that you're just reconvincing your psyche that you do suck at it and they're not going to get better. So you know what? Never mind. I'm fabulous at drinking water. I'm a hydrated queen. I drink more than I need to every day and I'm a hydrated glowing queen, period. That's what we're going to start saying instead, because this is just the energy for 2023. Okay. So that is my mini goal for this upcoming week. And then of course I'm going to carry in journaling from last week and also just like doing little chores. Like there's all these little things that we've kind of been working on collectively as a community here that I think overall are just like good little wellness tips to just boost your health in general. So definitely try this if you are interested and now that we've done all of our little things that we do at the beginning of every episode, we're going to dive in my favorite term ever. I say that probably 50 times an episode, but I just love it. 
But we're going to, once again, dive into the core of today's topic, which is just kind of the why behind, you know, certain ingredients, treating certain conditions, and, and just kind of like how roughly how I kind of like build and, and structure a, a skincare regimen for, you know, each person's individual needs. So first and foremost, um, I work with mainly three different lines. The lines are Glymed, which I worked with a lot in school, and I'm very familiar with them, which is a good thing because their line is absolutely huge. It's, it can be overwhelming, especially for a consumer, but having a lot of experience with that, that was actually the only medical line we worked with in school. So I got very, very close to Glymed and really kind of figured out what products of Glymed I like and which ones I don't like and which ones I find to be effective and which ones that I find didn't really do a whole lot. So I feel like I've had my good, um, just good experience with that line. And I've gotten a lot of knowledge because of that, which has been nice. So I work with Glymed. I work with Skin Better, which we use at Clover Skin Bar. And I have been so excited to work with Skin Better a little bit more. I actually recently got the Alpharet Clearing Serum, which is basically a retinol serum, but it's also um, formulated with salicylic acid as well as lactic acid, which is pretty incredible that they found a way, you know, it's a patented formula, of course, but they found a way to combine an AHA, which in this scenario is lactic acid with um, um, a retinol. So pretty amazing to combine vitamin A with an AHA because usually that's a little bit too stimulating, a little bit too overexfoliating, and can cause irritation. But the Alpharet is just like, like chef's kiss. I'm so excited to start using this. And I chose to do the clearing serum just because I am an acne prone girly. And normally, you know, if my skin was like over dry or, you know, something like that, I would maybe be a little bit more cautious of that just because it does contain the beta hydroxy acid of salicylic acid, which we're all I'm sure familiar with at least the name. Um, but that is an, you know, kind of more of an acne targeted ingredient and I think just the combination of the three is going to do wonders for my skin. I'm, I'm very excited. And this is the first time I've actually ever used a vitamin A product. So a retinol product. And I'm just really grateful and, and excited to be working with such an incredible line. That's just so results driven and just like top of the top of class, like truly. So super excited to be working with them. Eventually, I also want to start using many other products from Skin Better. But right now I'm just kind of focusing on this in my routine. And I also thought I'll share with you guys my current routine and kind of like why I'm using the products I'm using just so you can get a better idea. But I work with Glymed, Skin Better, and then lastly, Face Reality. And I'm currently in the process of getting Face Reality certified. So I'll be a certified acne specialist. Um, I'll be able to offer acne boot camp treatments, which are just an incredible way to fast track your acne healing. If you struggle with acne, if you feel like you have tried antibiotics, you've tried topical steroids, you've tried, you know, all sorts of prescription medications, you've tried proactive, you've tried curology, you've tried this, that, and the other thing, and, and, and nothing's really worked for, for you. 10 out of 10 recommend coming in for an acne bootcamp consult, just so we can kind of talk about the different options that exist. And Face Reality's acne program is, is pretty incredible. Um, they have a 90% clearing rate, which is insane considering that includes all levels and severities of acne on all Fitzpatrick's. Like this is just like a very generalized recommendation. And that also includes those that don't follow the, the required lifestyle and nutritional changes. Um, and that's something we can get into during your consult, but absolutely love acne bootcamp. I'm loving the face reality course. I was always passionate about acne. I've said from day one, I wanted to, you know, be an acne specialist. I've been saying that for 
my whole entire, you know, career so-called so far with aesthetics in general. I just had my own personal struggles with acne. I'm still battling my own like skincare concerns and, and just kind of figuring that out as far as like, you know, nutritional things go and hormonal things and, and face reality takes a very holistic approach, which I'm sure, you know, that I really appreciate. I think that it's really important to take things from a whole approach just because there's so much more that goes into acne. It is such a complex disorder and it's, it's, it's so complicated. You can't just say like, Oh, you have acne. You need an antibiotic because acne is caused by bacteria and an antibiotic will take away the bacteria. Here you go. You're good. Like almost never have I actually seen somebody get like truly clear and have lasting results from that. Not to mention all the nasty side effects of antibiotics. Um, you know, so that's another story for another time, but Face Reality is incredible. I absolutely love working with them. So if you are interested, please reach out to me, DM me, anything like that. I would love to chat with you and get started talking about that. But anyways, I'm just queen of going off on tangents today and I'm sorry, but the lines that I work with again, Glymed, Face Reality and Skin Better. And also those are just the main ones. We also carry Anfisa at Clover. And I've also worked with other lines, many, many, many lines over the years. I've always, you know, even before I was in school and whatnot, have been interested in skincare literally since I was like 14. So I've tried pretty much everything under the sun, all the Sephora goodies, all the drunk elephant, all of the, literally everything you can imagine, all the mad hippie. Like I like literally every brand I feel like I am familiar with most, at least don't quote me on that because brands are always coming out with new things all the time. And it's just like, hard to keep up with the, you know, consumer society. So moving on from that, um, yeah, I just kind of want to get into a little bit about those lines and kind of how I, um, formulate different product regimens. So for me, I guess I'll start off by telling you my kind of skin concerns, my skin type, all of that, and then the products I use and why. So first and foremost, I, thought before that I was a dry skin type. I was like, my skin is always so dry. Like I'm so chronically dry, blah, 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 blah. Like I wash my face. I use a moisturizer. The moisturizer just, just doesn't even do anything. Like, I feel like it's just like sitting there doing nothing. And my skin feels like tight. Um, after I cleanse, like I always thought I was a dry skin type until I learned a little bit more and realized that my skin was just actually extremely dehydrated, which we talked about earlier, but dehydration is different than dryness. Dryness is a lack of oil within the skin. Dehydration is a lack of water within the skin. So they are different. Dehydration symptoms manifest as tightness, shininess in the skin, but not an oily shine. It's like your skin just looks tight, dull. It's not really, um, uh, respondent to, to products. Like your skin will have a very hard time absorbing products if it's dehydrated because it doesn't contain the, the hydration in, in order to properly function. And it's unable to absorb properly because of that. And you'll also see a lot of other issues associated with dehydration. Occasionally it can cause breakouts because your barrier is basically damaged. It's, it really is what a damaged barrier kind of comes down to. And, and that is a big component of that. And if you want to learn more about, um, damaged skin barriers, I have a whole episode on that. So check that out as well. But I realized my skin was just so dehydrated. And so once I kind of realized that, and yes, I do, I would say that I do have a combination skin type. So was I completely wrong about having dry skin? No, because the skin on my head, on my head, my scalp, and then the rest of my body is, is definitely dry and 
partially due to the fact that I live in, in an extremely dry climate. And I feel like everybody in Utah has experienced dryness in one way or another. So yes, I am still dry. I would consider my skin combination though, because I am acne prone. Um, and not only that I do, um, you know, in my T-zone specifically, like my pores size on my nose, it's not huge. I would just kind of classify it as just like pretty normal, but typically with dry or very dry skin, the pore size will be very minimal, almost invisible at, you know, depending on how dry you are, but I can see my pores, like they are there, they produce oil. Like I get oily throughout the day, but not super severely. And I always just thought that was normal, which it is, you know, there's nothing abnormal about that, but I just realized that I'm not chronically dry. I was chronically dehydrated. So focusing on hydrating ingredients, hydrating products, and, and some of these, just to give you an idea, um, two products that I like to use for hydration specifically, the Hydra Balance, which is a product from Face Reality, is a very hydrating gel full of antioxidants. It's just full of really hydrating ingredients, and it is a gel, which is amazing because you are able to use it with benzoyl peroxide without it canceling out the effects of the benzoyl and still just kind of getting in some hydration there and, and not letting that over dry or strip the skin. Um, so I absolutely love that serum. It's lightweight, good for day and night. It's just full of hydrating and nourishing and kind of more uh, protective ingredients. So I love that one. Use that on, um, I would say nearly every single client that I treat, I use Hydra Balance on and it's just a fabulous product. I love it. And then another one that I like to use is the Fulvic Elixir from Glymed. Both of those are actually in my skincare routine. So we'll talk about that in just a bit, but I love the fulvic elixir from Glymed. It um, contains fulvic acid, which is an extremely strong antioxidant. So it does help with antioxidant support. It's just very nourishing and hydrating and protective. It smells like cereal, like it smells good. It just feels good on my skin. I absolutely love that product. And since incorporating both of those two, I have noticed a huge huge difference in my hydration as far as my skin goes. Another product that I love, this one is also by Glymed, is the Comfort Cream. And this one, the first ingredient is literally 200% aloe vera. So aloe is an extremely hydrating ingredient as well. I love aloe for my dehydrated clients. I just almost said patients, which I guess you are, it's kind of one and the same, you know, but love aloe for that as well. So that's also a moisturizer that I use during the day that I absolutely love just to help with barrier health again and dehydration in general. So that is just a little bit about that. Um, but yeah, my skin type as of now, I would still classify that is about combination. Definitely can get dehydrated pretty easily unless I'm mindful of it. I am an acne prone girly, have been for a very long time <laughs> and just kind of like navigating that. Um, I'm trying to think what else you need to know. My fits, I would say like I'm a fits two to three, um, just depends on the place of my body we're talking about. But as far as my face, I would say I'm a fits three to be on the safer side, just because I do have, um, some Mediterranean heritage. Uh, but as far as like skin, eye and hair color goes, like it's like a fits two to three. So if you know, you know, um, but yeah, that's kind of a little bit about my skin health, my concerns, Right now, they're a little bit different than they have been because I have been focusing on healing my barrier and whatnot, but I would say my concerns are uneven texture. I do deal with non-inflamed acne, so closed comedones. We love little whiteheads. Um, I do deal with that, so just uneven texture that I'm focusing on currently. 
And again, dehydration is still something that I'm always mindful of. And then I do get hormonal breakouts around my chin and jawline, and they have improved immensely since I focused on just kind of balancing out my hormone levels and, and glucose and all of that. So as well as quitting birth control helped immensely with my hormonal acne, but I still get a, a pretty painful pustule every now and then and on my jaw specifically, like where my master muscle is, like your chewing muscle. Um, I really get like breakouts over there a lot. So just focusing on that, but that's just a little bit about my skin. So the routine that I'm currently on, my AM regimen, I cleanse with the vitamin C creamy cleanser from Glymed. And then I use the CBD mist from Glymed as well, which is also an incredible hydrating mist. 10 out of 10 recommend that. If you're acne prone, you will love her. She is fabulous. If you are aging and, you know, wanting to focus on anti-aging, you will love her. She's literally the best. If you're dry, literally anything like the CBD mist is just like the best. So I use the vitamin C creamy cleanser, CBD mist, and then I use the Mandelic 8% from Face Reality, which is a chemical exfoliant serum. That one is really to kind of help target the dullness, the texture, the closed comedones that I struggle with. That one just helps to speed up the cell turnover, helps to just really even out texture, and, and it also is antibacterial and antifungal, so helps with um, acne as well. So I love her. And then after that, I use my fulvic elixir from Glymed, which we talked about earlier. I just love that serum. It's one of my faves from Glymed for sure. Then I use comfort cream. During the day, I typically like to use my comfort cream. That is the one with the 200% aloe. So as you can tell from my regimen already, I'm really focusing on barrier health. Um, and, and recently is when I added in the Mandelic serum. Before that, I really wasn't using hardly any actives because I was so adamant about getting my barrier back in t- intact. So now that I'm using more actives, um, such as the Mandelic, I do still do all my hydrating products. So that's why I'm using comfort cream still. And then, of course, I use SPF. I'm using the Tizo, T-I-Z-O, Tizo, Tizo. Not sure if I'm saying that right. But I use their um, tinted SPF. I have a couple different ones from them that I kind of shuffle through. But I do like them a lot. So I'm using that currently. And then once I run out of that, I'm actually going to definitely be switching over to the Sun Better, which is the Tone Smart Sunscreen from Skin Better. It's like top of the line SPF. Tinted provides nice coverage, helps to neutralize redness, protects against blue light. It has the pollution protectant. Of course, it's broad spectrum. So I need that in my life. I'm obsessed with it. So as soon as I'm done with my Tizo sunscreen, I'm going to try the um, Sun Better out. Um, But I use my SPF and then I always use my cell balm on my lips every single morning, every single night. I found that that helps a lot with dryness um, just on my lips throughout the day. So that is my AM routine. So based off of that information and based off the concerns I have, hopefully you're kind of able to see why I chose those products. So creamy cleanser, first and foremost, my skin is definitely on the more sensitive side. Yes, I am acne prone. So I I need, you know, something that's not going to exacerbate my acne by any means, but I did want something a little bit softer for the morning, something a little bit more gentle, just because I feel like, you know, if I'm using like a really harsh, you know, scrub or a foamy cleanser right in the morning, I feel like it does kind of tend to strip my skin a little bit. So I prefer to use a creamy cleanser in the morning. Um, and then CBD mist is a given. It's just like a serum in the mist form. It's the best. We love her. CBD is anti-inflammatory and niacinamide is going to help with, you know, tone. So help neutralize redness. Um, again, antibacterial. So, um, the antibacterial 
component of the CBD mist will help to obviously kill bacteria, again, reduce inflammation. We've got all sorts of other ingredients in there that are really just going to nourish and hydrate. I just love that mist so much. Mandelic serum, like we talked about earlier, is my exfoliating, my chemical exfoliant that I use just to kind of help break up dead skin and, and just kind of help speed up my cell turnover to help reveal healthier skin and, and help prevent texture and congestion. And then fulvic is my antioxidant that I'm using currently. I love it. It's a great serum, super healing, super hydrating. Then the comfort cream, like I mentioned, I use that because it is again, super hydrating. I'm very focused on hydration right now because I am a dehydrated girly, but I just wanted a moisturizer that was going to be nourishing, but not too heavy. Um, which is why I chose the comfort cream and I love it. I think I'll be using that for the next little bit, at least during the day. I really like that one. And then I use SPF, of course, and then the cell balm on my lips, just because who doesn't love that? And also if I'm feeling like I need a little extra oomph, I'll mix in a little bit of my cell balm with the comfort cream, just kind of add a little bit more of an occlusive effect to that. And it just feels a little bit more nourishing, um, than, you know, not using it. So just kind of depends on how I'm feeling, but that is my morning skincare routine. Okay. So now that we've gone over just my morning routine, I'll just keep it simple and just kind of keep it to the morning routine for now, just so you can kind of understand the basics. But as far as some other skin concerns go, like, let's say you have a truly dry client, some ingredients that will be beneficial for them. Um, vitamin E is a great one. That was just going to be really, really moisturizing and help to kind of heal the skin, um, as well as let's see beta glucan is great for my dry skin girlies. That one's just going to, I mean, that is, again, is just a really healing ingredient. That's great. And ceramides, you know, any product that's rich in ceramides, those fatty acids is great. A really nice, um, you know, quality oil, I think can be great, um, for the skin as well. And, and being mindful of, you know, if your client's acne prone or not. So I love the beauty oil by Glymed's a great one. And, as far as like occlusives go as well, self-protection balm from Glymed is fabulous for that. Very healing as well as the Anfisa balm is incredible. That one's rich in antioxidants. It's like green juice for the skin. So highly recommend that for any dry clients. And the reason we're doing that kind of more of those occlusive, those balmy type textures, put that on last and that will help their um, hydrating ingredients as well as their other moisturizing ingredients really penetrate better into the skin. So we're kind of creating a seal on the skin. So nothing escapes out. Highly recommend doing that for your dry clients. And then also for oily clients, definitely recommend salicylic acid's a great one. That is an oil attracting ingredient. So that'll just kind of help to balance the oil production in the skin. Silver is another really good one for my oily clients, especially if you struggle with acne because of its amazing and uh, anti-inflammatory components. Love sulfur, bentonite clay, and really any clay in general is going to be great. So face realities, um, clay mask is it has that in it, which is great. I also know Glymed makes a mask with bentonite clay in it. That's wonderful. And the sulfur um, mask also from Glymed is great. So just kind of being mindful with those ingredients in the oily or more oily skin types. And then as far as like aging goes, um, definitely kind of more of like an anti-aging exfoliant such as glycolic acid tends to be a pretty popular one. And, and for a good reason, it is very effective, but glycolic acid's molecular size is, is the smallest. And so it's actually able to penetrate very deep into the skin, which can cause irritation for some. So just being mindful of your client's skin type, whether they're dry, sensitive, a little bit more oily, a little bit more resilient, and kind of just playing around with that. Also for aging skin, and this goes for dry skin as well, but peptides are going to be a really great thing for aging skin, just kind of help strengthen the cellular connection in the skin and, and also just create some plump plumpness within the skin is great. 
And then, of course, a vitamin C. And this goes for anyone, but strong antioxidants, especially when we're dealing with aging skin, is so great because it acts as a great preventative. So Alto Advanced is definitely my number one choice for vitamin C. It really is the only vitamin C that I believe in, which is kind of why I don't use a vitamin C in my regimen currently. Um, I'm using the Fulvic Elixir by Glymet as my antioxidant support. And um, I'll probably continue to use that. And I also do want to bring on Alto Advanced soon. I'm kind of just slowly introducing new products into my regimen right now because my skin is loving my regimen currently. So I will be introducing the Alto Advanced in soon just because it's such a powerful antioxidant, so preventative. There's a million benefits. The advanced version of the Alto actually helps prevent intrinsic aging as well, which is the only product on the market that does that. So it's pretty incredible. Love that. Um, but yeah, those are my recommendations for aging skin. I'm trying to think what else would be good. There's like a million different suggestions, but these are just some of the ones that I'm kind of coming up with off the top of my head. And, um, you know, just in general, as far as like, oh, what about like pigmentation? We haven't talked about pigmentation yet. So with pigmentation, tyrosinase inhibitors. So I'm talking mulberry extract, bearberry extracts, good green tea is good for brightening. Um, and then as far as like correcting current damage, kojic acid is great. That's a very brightening one. Mandelic can be brightening and good for hyperpigmentation. Um, you know, there's a lot of other ones out there too. I'm just trying to think living cell clarifier is a great one for preventative that I like as far as like corrective goes, even toned by skin better is the way to go with the bright technology. So that helps to, you know, get any pigmentation out of there. Um, that is brown, red, yellow, and then it also helps to address texture. So that's a fabulous product for my melasma clients, for those that struggle with pigmentation in general, even if it's like, you know, somebody dealing with acne and the PIE, the post-inflammatory erythema, that little like pink spot that sticks around for a couple days, even tone is going to kick that girl out of here faster than anything else will. So I love that product for my, um, pigment clients and let's see what other concerns. Um, what about, okay. What about like pore size? So maybe someone deals with, um, kind of larger pore size and they're wanting to minimize that something that's going to help balance oil production in the skin, whether it be salicylic acid. Also oxygen is a great way to really kind of help purify the pores. It'll help kill bacteria, make, um, kind of the, uh, balance of oil production a little bit more even. So the deep pore cleanser by Glymed is a great one. That one has the, uh, the, the oxygen in there. That's really going to be great for that. Also oxygen treatment cream by Glymed is a great one that includes oxygen and that will really help to purify the skin. And really with pore size, pore size is genetic and pores are also not able to contract or expand. Like they don't have muscles, so they don't really like shrink. It's more just if they're filled with gunk, such as dead skin, oil, leftover makeup, debris of any kind, they can appear larger, but they don't actually like expand and shrink. It's more just a matter of if they're properly being um, cleansed out and, and, and extracted and whatnot. So incorporating oxygen is a great way for that to occur. And then let's see what else we have. Like dark under eye circles could be another concern maybe. And for that, Definitely something with caffeine in it is going to be great. Again, brightening ingredients are going to be great. Um, you know, the instant effect eye gel by Skin Better is amazing. Also, the antioxidant eye gel by Face Reality is going to be great just to kind of help combat any dryness, crepiness, darkness on the under eye area. We want to use brightening ingredients, but since it is the eye area, I strongly recommend only using products that are formulated for the eye area because the eye area is different than the rest of the face. So just being mindful of that as well. Um, as far as lip care goes, 
something really hydrating and moisturizing. And again, being mindful if your client is acne prone, trying to avoid, you know, any potential pore cloggers that are common in lip balm, such as shea butter, um, coconut oil. There's a few others that are pretty common with that, but we do want to have really moisturizing, really hydrating ingredients like those things that are going to help to bind um, and just really protect the lips in general. So my favorite lip product is the Ultra Hydrating Lip Balm by Glymed. I love that one. And I'm just trying to think of any other concerns. This is just a super basic episode and and um, something that I just want to dive into quickly, but not go too in depth with. And, and this is just kind of like totally off the top of my head. I'm, I'm mentioning these things. So probably should have done a little more preparation for this, but just kind of wanted to keep it lighthearted and easy just because I've had a crazy week. But I hope that you learned something from this episode. I hope that you were able to take something away. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, of course, as always, please reach out to me. I would love to assist you in any way I can. And this includes other SD students. I've had a lot of other SD students reach out to me recently with with questions and, and things like that. And I'm always happy to be a resource for you guys. So let me know if there's anything I can do to help you. And I hope you have a fabulous week. Super excited to check in next week. And I love you so much. Thank you for all you do for me. And we'll talk next week. Have a, an amazing day. And oh my gosh, I just realized the next time we chat is going to be Valentine's Day. That's so wholesome and cute. And I need to think of a cute idea for that episode because Valentine's Day is definitely my favorite holiday. I'm not going to lie. So we will chat then. Um, I hope you have a great week and I hope you have an amazing Valentine's Day. I love you. Goodbye.